This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Unsportsmanlike. Who would win in a 40-yard dash between the three of us? Small? CeCe. He won a Super Bowl. He's a I, professional I would, athlete. I would win in the 40-yard Think dash. about the stride that he has. If it's longer than 40 yards, I ain't going to make it. But at 40 yards, I got you. Yeah, I got you guys in half yeah. marathons. Yeah. But I can beat you in a 40-yard no, dash. No, you can't. Okay, so we're going to no, do you this. Can't. No, you can't. And I will try. And no, we're not. Because I'm not going to tear a hamstring <laughs> trying to beat Evan. Well, Smalls is running now. Half is, marathon. Is, is the marathon today or tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. I want to say tomorrow, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin, Carlin versus Joe, noon until three Eastern time, each and every day. Here the, on big ESPN Radio, the big fellow, the big fellows. I mean, hello, Chris. Half marathon, like, why are we half assing this? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, look at me! I want to go run a half marathon everywhere in the country. Like, just, just honestly, I'm going to go do half the show today. Good for me. Like, <laughs> honestly, can you imagine? Because I can't. Eating half a sandwich when people say, "Oh, I'm gonna no. get half a sandwich and a soup." Oh yeah, where's the other half? Who does that? It's crazy. Oh, you I can say you uh, can save half the sandwich for later. No. You don't voluntarily do that. You only save half if you get full. That's yeah. it. You know what? Those people are called quitters. That's what <laughs> wow. they are. Well, wow. let me finish this later on. They're procrastinators. No, don't eat half. Take half a sandwich home with you. Come on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What are we? Seventy-five. Come on. Totally Seriously. agree. Uh, before we get into the games this weekend, you are a Steelers fan. How, yeah. how do you feel like this has all been handled by fans, media, Tomlin, the way in which we've gotten to the place of he's coming back. We don't know about the extension, but Steelers fans don't seem to love what's going on right now, Carlin. Well, I listen, if you, if you don't like the fact that he's coming back, I think I can't help you. I mean, he's, he's a terrific coach. And there is an interesting question that was posed on our show yesterday. If we're going to treat Mike McCarthy this way, why don't we treat Mike Tomlin this way? Well, I I would argue that I have never seen Mike McCarthy get more out of less with what I've seen with Mike Tomlin. And I think you're also dealing with two organizations that deal with things uh, much differently. Tomlin consistently, and and Canty, we have talked about this, that he – the fact that they have all these winning seasons, I mean, it's absurd that Mason Rudolph was their quarterback in the playoffs and they won 10 games and they were in the playoffs. And, and Kenny Pickett wasn't even very good. My bigger concern right now is that situation. None of those guys, when he is asked yesterday, is the quarterback for next year on the roster? Now, the answer to that is, we'll see. The answer to that is not Yes. It, it is, you know, we're, we're going to, if we when he talks about competition, like that just makes me think, all right, we're going to bring in another, another guy that's not very good. I don't need Mitch Trubisky to be part of that discussion or that level of quarterback. I want them to trade for Justin Fields, frankly, and it's a very un-Steelers move. Carlin, as disturbed as you were about Mike Tomlin's response to the quarterback question, I was as disturbed with Mike McCarthy saying that they built a championship culture in Dallas. Oh, God. I just, I, I mean, Evan made the analogy. He said he has a six pack. You just can't see it yet. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't understand how the Dallas Cowboys can believe they have a championship culture and yet they lost home games in the wild card round two of the last three years against quarterbacks that were deemed inferior to Dak Prescott. I just, I don't understand that. Can you make that make sense? No. 
Absolutely, I can't. <laughs> All right, let's move on. No, yeah. no, I, I can't because it's stupid. It, it, you you can win all the regular season games you want to. It doesn't mean a damn thing when you get embarrassed at home and you're the reason you got embarrassed because that team was completely unprepared for the Green Bay Packers. How is that possible? How is that possible, Dan Quinn? I, I don't know that Dan Quinn cost himself a head coaching job with that, but if you're going to get out there and say all those things, that's that's fine. None of Mike McCarthy's words matter anymore. He is... Kevin Clark put it well. Joe brought this up yesterday. Is there ever been anybody who has been more pre-fired than Mike McCarthy? Because we saw Brandon Staley after last year was basically pre-fired. You're bringing him back, and what will be this, the discussion every week next year when they lose a game? When is Mike McCarthy going to get fired? It, it's You're putting off the inevitable, and this is not getting easier for that football team that now has some bills coming due. The crazy part, we're talking with Chris Carlin, co-host Carlin versus Joe Noon until 3 Eastern here on ESPN Radio. The crazy part is that that division may have two other pre-fires. Because if Nick Sirianni is there and Brian Dayball does not get off to a good start, we have two additional pre-fires in mm. the NFC East. Yeah, they go. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, yeah Car- they go. <laughs> Carlin, when we look at this weekend, who's playing for the most? Who's playing for the most? I would, I would probably argue it's Buffalo, um, because they were dead to rights at one point this season, and now that they have kind of salvaged what's going on. I mean, think about where they were five, six weeks ago. The whole Sean McDermott dumb comments that he made a few years ago, which were clearly leaked by somebody that is trying to get Sean McDermott pushed out of the building, right? I mean, those things don't happen unless people are trying to build cases for change. Um, I think McDermott's playing for a lot. I think Allen's playing for a lot. Um, and for me, it's it's those two in particular. Uh, Baltimore is certainly on that level. But I, as much as I want to build the case for C.J. Stroud, and I think I'm more excited for that game than any other this weekend. I keep coming back to one stat. Rookie quarterbacks against John Harbaugh on the road are 2-17. and I I expect that – I don't think Stroud is going to have a horrible game, but this Ravens defense I don't think gets its its flowers as it's deserved. And, Chris, I mean, please speak to this more than I can – if there was ever an organization that showed that linebackers are still very important, oh yeah, it's the Ravens. Well, they've been the best defense in the NFL since they traded for Roquan Smith last year. Yeah. Like statistically, in pretty much every category, they've been the best defense in the NFL. Big fella, I want to go out to the Bay Area with this next question. I want to live in the world of a hypothetical. Mm. If Jordan Love upsets... The green uh, upsets the San Francisco 49ers with this Green Bay Packers team, the youngest playoff team since 1974. Is it a bigger indictment on the 49ers or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, it's a bigger indictment on the 49ers. Okay. I don't know how much of an, uh, an indictment it is on Rodgers just from this standpoint. Um, that whole thing needed to break up. And if you look at Jordan Love, and I think this is so important and what we lose sight of, Rodgers did the same thing that Jordan Love did, sat for a few years and then find, came out when he started playing. He, he understood the game much better. Not all of these guys are going to be uh, microwavable and amazing right away. You have to be able to read the situation if you're an owner and believe in somebody's ability 
uh, to get better, and maybe that means not playing for a while first. Now, on the 49ers side, well, we could stop talking about if they lose this game, it means Brock Purdy did not have a great game. And that means we could stop talking about the Brock Purdy MVP stuff that we have been for a lot of the year. I don't. I think that speaks to more. Is Kyle Shanahan really the genius that we are are all giving him credit for if they were to lose this game this week? A couple of things on that, Carlin. So the narrative around Kyle Shanahan will be very interesting if they lose because yeah. we, we go back to 28-3, offense coordinator of the Falcons, will be, we'll be brought back up. Run we, the damn ball. Yeah, we go back to the idea <laughs> of a lead in the Super Bowl, obviously, um, against the Niners, or excuse me, against the Chiefs there. So I think we go back to all those different things. And again, the Packers, and I've said this forever, and I want to continue to emphasize this, and more teams need to pay attention to this. Draft a quarterback when you want one. Not when you need one, so you don't need one. Don't bring the trophy up here because you. I'm sorry, I'm distracted. Yeah, I mean seriously, he has the trophy that they created for themselves because they won the pick'em challenge. Do you think I paid to have this done? No, no, absolutely. not. I think your co-host probably did. No, he didn't. Well, uh, yes, he did. uh, No, he didn't. But it's plastic. The cup is plastic. It's not solid gold, which I'm a little disappointed in. So you didn't listen to anything that I just said? No. No. Yeah, I don't blame you. No. I I don't even know that I listen (laughs) to anything you just said. I am holding currently the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge Championship Trophy, with which we did not, um, you know, eke out. I mean, we sat our starters in Week 18, for Pete's sake, and we just blew your doors off. Were you? Is is that why he was on today? I think so. Because I I saw our rundown. And while I always love having Carlin on, he is our fashion expert, although he's wearing a, a short T-shirt today. Yeah, yeah that's right. Like the, the I sleeves, got it at the baby gap. The sleeves feel very <laughs> short for some reason. They, they do feel short. You, you know, almost I, are I'm, going McAfee style on those sleeves. Wow. <laughs> I, listen, I think we can all agree sleeveless would never be a good look for me. But you're hmm. borderline sleeveless. Uh, so, no, I wouldn't say that. I just would say that, um, I don't know if you know this, I have a little bit of a weight problem. So it's, it's, it's a shirt that maybe... Um, I should have tried on before I packed it. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I looked down and realized we were limited in our options today. <laughs> Do you think that I could put a chain around this thing and wear it around my neck? I think no, I no, I don't think you can do <laughs> like that. Like a flavor flav kind of thing yes. with the trophy there. Just to remind you all what time it is. No, no. Oh, no, I would love that. That'd be a t- I <laughs> would buy that chain for Carlin. If Carlin walked around Bristol all day with the trophy hanging. Why and, do you and, want to encourage him no, in being obnoxious? It would be amazing. No, it would actually it be amazing. Be. But then, but then, here's the move, Carlin. You mm. can't acknowledge that it's odd. So, like, you go into our boss's office. You go into Justin or Mark. Oh, and no, say, you walk hey, around. Hey, how you doing? How's everything? Yeah. Everything good? Like, yeah. uh, you have a trophy hanging around your neck. <laughs> no, you just walk around as if this is just part of today's outfit. Yeah. Yeah, like, you don't even acknowledge it. I do? I didn't notice. Yeah. I have a trophy. Wearing. Big fella, I got one more question before we let you get out of here. <laughs> Philadelphia, what's going on? What do you think they should do? I know he's got to meet, uh, Nick Seriali's got to meet with Jeffrey Lurie. What's your read on that situation? What should happen? I think it's a dysfunctional situation right now. I think you have a head coach that's a front runner, and I think we saw that last year. Um, you know, every when everything's great, Nick Seriali's great. When, when everything's falling apart, uh, he is trying to convince everybody that everything's fine. And for the older sect of the audience, it's uh, I've drawn the, the comparison that it is, if you have seen Animal House, it is Kevin Bacon at the end of the movie <laughs> standing in the middle of the street while the food king is getting looted, screaming, all is well! That's what it felt like. Um, 
I, Chris, I think that people have not talked about their linebackers and their secondary nearly enough as to be in big parts of the problem. Trash bags. But let me ask you this question, too. Where is the consistency in that organization uh, built around in terms of leadership? It's Howie Roseman. Yeah, I'm I, I think there are times, from what I know, that it's a lot more about protection of power than it's about winning. In other words, we're, if, if you're going to fire Nick Sirianni, are you hiring a head coach that has a strong personality that is going to be truly involved in decision-making, or are you hiring another next uh, you know, young offensive mind to be the head coach? So basically what you're saying, if I'm reading between the lines here— so You don't have to read between yeah, the lines. But what you're yeah. saying is that Chip Kelly is still influencing this organization. No, that's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. no hold on. Here, ex- let me, hear me out on this. Yeah. The, when Chip Kelly took over as head coach, Howie Roseman's power was diminished. Yes, when Chip Kelly was fired as head coach, Howie Roseman's power was increased. Yes. He does not want to have a reliving of the Chip yes, Kelly situation, which Vrabel or Belichick would provide him. Yeah, I wasn't bright enough to see what you were saying there. Yes, that's 100% what I would think. Because I, I think he's gotten really good at protecting power. And if we look back a couple of years, you know, the whole issue with Doug Peterson really started around the notion that Doug's kind of looking at this like... I did win a Super Bowl here. I shouldn't have. I should have a little more say in what goes on. And I don't think he was looking to buy all the groceries. I just think he was looking for more power. And how he decided to roll with Carson Wentz. And if we are going to be, <laughs> if we're going to be honest about it, like there have been some things that if it had not, if 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 it had gone exactly how how he wanted it to go, it would have been a much different outcome. But they have lucked into some situations. Case in point, how he wanted to empty the organization to go get Deshaun Watson, mm. and how he also wanted to trade up for Zach Wilson. Mm. And what happened? I mean, they end up getting Jalen Hurts instead. I don't know if that was his decision or if they did Jalen or picked Jalen Hurts in the second round because it was more placating Peterson to have somebody there to push Carson Wentz. So my point simply is this. If I'm Jeffrey Lurie, look at everything. Look at everything. Howie's done a good job. Don't get me wrong. He's done a really good job. But at the same time, let's not just stick with the status quo if you are. I, I don't think they should fire Sirianni. But if you are, take a different approach to how you're doing this and hire a Vrabel. Hire somebody that has a really strong presence right away. Well, Carlin has told us you can't run a half marathon. You can't have half a sandwich. you got to finish the whole thing. So we can't have just half of Carlin versus Joe. Joe will join us coming up next. It's on Sportsmanlike <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. CC Dancing. For those watching on ESPNU, he is da- dancing in a suit that may or may not be ripped. Uh, may yeah, or may not be. No, I have a wardrobe malfunction going on right like now. Like a short sleeve T-shirt that's too short, like Carlin yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, it's not. It's not ideal. There is a rip, and it's and it's in a very sensitive area. It's not a good place for it. Will to it show up on first take today? No, it won't. All right, so then it you're won't. good. Good. It won't. I'm. I'm. I'm you're not good. Good, not good. Good. Yeah. I'm not good. Good. You're it, just good. I'm just. I'm, I'm solid. I don't even want to say I'm oh, good. you're not even good? Because think about it. It's a rip right. in a very sensitive area. That means that the rip could get bigger as the day goes on. That's a problem. Now, sorry about this, and we'll get to Fortinbaugh in a second on this. Um, I can't tell you how much I'm rooting for your pants to split on first take. Why do you want that to happen? You know how good that would be for the show? It's not going to be good for me. You're on the show. No, it's, but it's not going to be good for me. Joe that will Fortenbaugh. be a Hall of Shame moment. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN bet. Are you, what is the over, under, what is the what is the likelihood? Give me some odds on Canty's pants splitting on first take today. Well, from everything I've gathered listening over the last 30 to 45 seconds, it feels like a high probability. It feels like a high probability, Chris. I'm, is, I mean, are we talking like minus 180, minus 200? Like, are you a sizable? Are you a Niners-style favorite or are you a Bills-style favorite? I am a Niners-style oh, favorite. These are slim-fit pants. And I'm a 350-pound man, so maybe there might have been some flaws in my overall game plan when I woke up this morning. Right now, the, the you know when when the when the rip happens and it's in the sensitive area, when it's in the groin area, it's not a good thing. Right. And so when you're sitting down, like it, there's a chance, like they, it could split some more. Like every time I get down in a chair, like I've got to put my my hands on the arms of the chair and ease into it. Like just, your back is hurting just kind of thing? Like just because just just sure I'm, wor- I'm worried yeah. that it might split some more. Wow. Are yeah. you in a, are you, so you, you do not have a backup suit on location. I do. I do have a backup suit on location. Well, then, then. yeah. Why aren't we just solving this problem in the simplest way possible? Yeah, I think you should make the switch. Well, it's because those pants are are even smaller. Oh, God. What do you want from me, Joe? Joe, what do you want from me? Cece, I got to give you some advice on this. I don't know. Hit the treadmill? (laughs) You're right. You're right. I should hit the treadmill. I should. I had these pants made a couple of years ago when I was two or three sizes smaller. I'm sorry, Joe. Forgive me for letting my Myself go you, now that I'm no longer a professional athlete. You gotta what know. the hell was I thinking? You gotta know. Here's the move. Anytime you bring up ba- bring backup clothes in the mix, I literally keep a bag in the back of my car 
of extra clothes just in case something happens, spills, rips, whatever. Well, you got like four denim jackets back there yeah, just exactly. in case. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Well the done. members only jackets, well Joe. The well members done. only. It's like Steve Jobs. You open up the closet. It's just all denim jackets going across. Which right. one's it going to be today? With well, black know. turtlenecks. But here's the thing. You got to know you always keep the extra clothes a size too big. Always. No, but see, yes. that's the, see. Here's the thing. First of all, you I don't, do I don't, need a fat suit. All of us have at least exactly. one fat suit. No, I, and, I'm, you, and I'm not saying you're wrong, see, Joe. Joe but what, but what I'm scary. saying is the backup <laughs> suit or the standby suit is usually a suit that I don't want to wear. It's like down the line of suits yes. that I would put on in my closet. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not your favorite exactly. suit. That's why it's the backup exactly. suit. Yeah, but right. my backup suit isn't my fat suit. So there's the problem with my overall strategy. My X's and O's are very Mike McCarthy-like in the playoffs. I'm sorry. No, see, here's your problem. You have, you don't have, you need a Nathan Peterman in the closet. You only have your starters. You need the backup of a just in case of an emergency. Yeah, you need a Josh Johnson back there. Yeah, yeah exactly right. All right, Joe, let's talk about some of these games this weekend. Uh, you have done this for a long period of time. You know this stuff inside and out. Is it normal to have two games this deep into the season that are nine and a half point spreads each with both the Ravens and the Niners? Yeah, given the scenario, it shouldn't be that surprising because what do those two have in common? They're both the one seed coming off the bye, so they have a very strategic advantage, and they do happen to be pa- facing two teams off an upset. Now, the Texan upset wasn't as dramatic. They were about a two and a half point dog, but the Packers are coming in as a seven and a half point dog from last week. So it's not surprising to see that at this stage, given the information we have right now. Joe, game of the week is Chiefs visiting the Bills. It's a two and a half point spread in the Bills' favor. It's also a 60-40 cash split in the Bills' favor. How do you see this game? What's the way to play this game? I like the Chiefs, but at three. Some shops are dealing three. This is where you got to have multiple outs. ESPN bet a fantastic out, but if you're going to make money in this long term, you got to be able to get yourself the best numbers. Three is the most key of numbers. If three is out there, that's where I'm playing the Chiefs. The rest situation is very important here. Kansas City's coming in on eight days rest. On top of that, they rested their starters in week 18. So they're fresh this time of year when it matters most. Buffalo's been playing playoff games for like six straight weeks. They've been going all out. In addition, because of the postponement last week, they only have six days to turn around and get ready for this game. It's not like that weather and that home field advantage is going to be that dramatic. Kansas City knows what it's like to play in cold weather, so it's not going to rattle them at all. I think it could be a lower scoring game. Having the three in my pocket is very important. And then perhaps most importantly, I did marry into Bill's Mafia and I am not going to come away from this game a double loser, okay? (laughs) There's no way because Mahomes has been killing my wife's dreams for years, and if it's going to happen again, your boy's going to make some money off of it. Joe, can you just go a little deeper and explain the, the three part of it? Like, why is that number specifically important to it all? More NFL football games end on a differential of three than any other differential. It's somewhere around 14 or 15% of games are decided, decided by exactly three points. Think of the permutations, right? 24, 21, 31, 28, 34, 31, 17, 14. These are all common ways to end a game. Because of that, if you have the opportunity to get the best of it, if you if you like the dog and three and a halfs out there, you got to have it. If you like the favorite and two and a halfs out there, you got to have it. Most people listening to this will say, what does it matter? It's only half a point. It's not half a point. It's an entire additional scoring possession. If you are Buffalo and you go up three with a point spread of three late in the game, say you lead by three, you're pushing unless the Bills get a stop, get the ball, 
drive down the field, and score again. You need all that to happen. So it's not half a point. It's an entire stop, drive, and scoring possession that that half point represents. Joe, the other game that we haven't touched on, the Bucks visiting the Detroit Lions. That spread is at six and a half. The Detroit Lions, of course, being a favorite at home. Now, that Lions secondary got torched by Matt Stafford, Baker Mayfield, and the weapons that the Bucks are bringing to the party could present a problem. How would you play this game? What's the angle here that you would take if you're trying to make some coin? I might be one of the only people around that likes this, but I am going to play Tampa Bay here. Now, it's six and a half. I'm going to wait. I don't see any rush to grab the six and a half. Seven might pop at some point, and if it does, I want seven. Much like we talked about with three a moment ago, seven is the second most important number because, again, 35-28, 28-21, 24-17. You see where I'm going with this. So I'm going to wait on the seven. I think Detroit's a little overvalued here, okay? The offense went in the hibernation in the second half of that game against the Rams, and McVay blew that game. Now, a lot of people don't like when I say that. I am convinced Sean McVay blew that game. Too conservative, too liberal with his timeouts, and too conservative with his decision-making late. They get in the red zone, and all they do is throw fades. Like, that's the best you got, Wonder Boy. Fade routes in the end zone against the Lions' pass defense, which is one of the worst in the NFL. McVay's an incredible X's and O's coach. He can call an offense. He can design an offense. But he's too liberal with the timeouts, which came back to Burnham, and he was way too conservative with that punt late in the game. Can't do it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think Detroit was very fortunate. I think they're overpriced here. The Tampa defense is giving up 15 points per game since week 13. When they are healthy, they can play. Mayfield's going to be able to throw in this game. So I'd play the Bucks at plus seven if I can get it. If not, I'd play the six and a half, but for cheaper. Mayfield over 255 and a half passing yards. Chris Godwin over 59 and a half receiving yards. Horton Bob, very quickly, with Small is not here, I will ask you what she normally asks you in this spot. A wink-wink play for this weekend. Uh, Well, the only game we really didn't hit from a pick perspective would be Niners-Packers, so I'd go over 50 and a half points in that game. Packer mm. offense, first nine games of the season, 19 points per game. Last nine games of the season, 28 points per game. Niner secondary is a weak spot. Niner offense, however, three weeks essentially to get ready with all the rest. I think they put up a big number against a Green Bay defense that played 89 snaps against Dallas last week. Joe Fortenbach, Carlin versus Joe Noon until 3 Eastern time. ESPN bet. Thank you, as <laughs> always. They won the Pick'em Challenge. We restarted for the playoffs. We will give you our picks coming up next on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you, ESPN Radio, ESPN. You here for Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. So, we did not win the regular season Pick'em Challenge. No. We have an opportunity to try to win the postseason Pick'em Challenge. Not off to a great start. We're two games back. Amber and Ian are at 5-1. 
after the first wild card weekend. That's pretty damn impressive. Yes. Carlin versus Joe, uh, they're humble about their win in the regular season of four and two <sighs> this past weekend. We were tied with Freddie and Harry, Game Night, and Greeny, all of us at three and three, which is great from a network perspective that not one single show had a losing record in wild card weekend. Mm hmm. But it's time that Super Wild Card Weekend. But now it's time for the divisional weekends. Let's start it off with the game that we will have on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Plus. The Texans at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by nine and a half. We also, without Smalls here today, we do have Smalls' pick as to where she would go. And Javante Lawrence will give it to us when we're done with our picks to break ties potentially. Yes. What do you got? Texans at Lawrence. At- Texas at Lawrence. Texas, Texas at Lawrence. Texas that, that's at, what you. That's what you just gave me. Texas that's what at I got. Javante's that, house. That's what you just gave the me. The Texans are coming over to Javante's house this weekend. Uh, Ravens favored by nine and a half. Oh, I gotta tell you, man, I really like the Texans getting nine and a half points here. I, uh, maybe it's a backdoor cover situation, but I see C.J. Stroud allowing his team to hang in there. The over under on this game is forty three and a half. So I mean, forty three and a half and a nine and a half point spread. How much scoring do the Texans actually have to need, need to in order to cover? Like, I just feel like this is a spot where the Texans could cover, even though the Ravens are definitely going to get the win. See, I would think that the Ravens would win in this game, and I think that's a message sender type game. Like, oh, you guys want to tell us how good Stroud and D'Amico Ryans are? Okay, well, they are, by the way. They but, are. Like, hey, don't forget about us. We're about to send a message here. Mark Andrews could be back. Isaiah Likely is already a very good tight end. I, I would go Ravens. Javante, where's Smalls going on this? She thinks the Baltimore Ravens will win and cover. Oh wow! Okay, so we're going with the Ravens. <laughs> I can't Ravens. believe like the, I'm the I'm the former Raven, and yet I'm the only one on the other side of this game. That is correct. Okay. Uh, next one: <laughs> Packers at the Niners. Niners favored by nine and a half. Oh man, it's hard to go against the San Francisco 49ers. I feel like this is the spot where Jordan loves. Lack of extensive postseason experience comes back to bite them. The San Francisco 49ers are phenomenal um, when they're coming off of more than a week's worth of rest. I said it going back to 2022, the start of that season. They're 5-0 and when they've had more than a week of rest. I think that bears itself out in this game, and this is an emphatic win for Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, and company. I totally agree with you, but I want to ask a question before we get to Smalls' pick with Javante on this. If the Niners win, and if the Niners cover, which means they win by 10 or more, can we still say, because I think we can, that Green Bay did a hell of a job this postseason? Yes. Because that would be deemed a blowout by playoff standards yes. by losing t- by 10 or more, correct? Yeah. And it's not like we haven't seen Green Bay Packers go out there and get blown out before with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, no less. Javante, where did Smalls go on this? She thinks the 49ers will win, but that's too many points. She says, give me the Packers and the points. She really wants to pick the Packers, but she doesn't have the guts, and she thinks it will be a close game. So Michelle picked every team and every spread and every possibility in that one. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't matter. She's picking the Packers. Or- but you and I are on the 49ers. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Niners yeah. it is. This one is juicy. Bucks at Lions. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in the year after Tom Brady retires, have a chance to go on the road, win a game, and potentially Go to the NFC Championship. Lions favored by six and a half at home. The Lions, obviously, NFC title game, not exactly a familiar spot for them. Yeah, but the Lions are the better team in this matchup. I don't by think three they... games in the regular season. That's yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. So what we're really asking is, which quarterback do we think is going to turn back into a pumpkin? Is it Baker Mayfield or is it Jared Goff? 
My money would be on the Bake Show. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions and lay the six and a half points. I know what Joe Fortenbaugh is talking about, but this Lions offense is really, really explosive. And Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Bucks, they're a blitz-style defense. If they do that, Jared Goff is going to light them up. He did when they played in the regular season through for 353 yards. So I'm going to go Detroit. I'm going to grip my teeth and lay the six and a half points. So let me answer your question by throwing in a wrinkle to something. You said which quarterback of the former number one overall picks in Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield turns back into a pumpkin? What if neither of them do? What if both of them have big games? What does that mean? Where else are these teams potentially going to win? Well, I think Detroit has the ability to close out the game with running the football. Now, it's a it's a tough run defense, but Detroit has a really good offensive line, and I think they're the most physical team, if not right there with San Francisco, as the most physical team in the NFC playoff field remaining. So I, I just – I would go with Detroit because I think they can score with explosive plays, get on top, and then close it out by being able to run the football. One more on this. Let's say the Packers win. They beat the Niners. Would you pick either of the Bucks or the Lions to beat the Packers to go to the Super Bowl? Or if the Packers win, that's it. Momentum. They're they're on a, they're on an absolute mission here of greatness with Jordan Love. Like in other words, do either of these teams have a chance to get to the Super Bowl? Because you're not going to yes. pick them against the, the Niners. Detroit. Detroit has a chance. Because but even were- but here's the thing: Detroit against Green Bay or against San Francisco, I would have as the underdog. I would pick. The winner of 49ers Packers to go to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Over either one of these teams. Exactly. But I think Detroit has a chance against both of them. I'm fine taking the Lions uh, minus six and a half. And I think that we don't do this with the Lions because of the name and because of the laundry and the history. Sorry, this is a bad loss if you lose this game, Detroit Lions. You're favored by six and a half. You have three more wins in the opposition and you're at home in the playoffs. Yeah. We have expectations for you now. I don't care about Wayne Fonts and Scott Mitchell and Rod Marinelli and all the, the history. Sorry, Javante. It doesn't matter yeah. when, when it comes to this. You better win this weekend. Yeah. Javante, what did Smalls have? She said, bet the house on the Lions that they will win and cover. What do you think as a Lions fan? So we're all in on the Lions, by the way. What do you think as a Lions he fan? He doesn't like being in this position. He's never been in this position. Guaranteed he doesn't like this spot. I do. It would be different if the Eagles won because then people would have maybe like, oh, the Eagles will beat them. But now that they're favored, they're expected to win, which that never ends well. <laughs> but, but I do expect I do. them to win. I don't know about our covering, Michi- our Michigan, but I, I do believe they'll win. Are state of Michigan sports fans riding high right now, or are they miserable? Because Michigan wins it all. They go to the place that Javante just went to about the Lions, yeah. and they also have the worst team in like the history of basketball in the past. Like, where what's the state of the of the Michigan sports fan, Javante? Happy, sad? I believe Assuming happy. You know, you know people okay. like Pistons had their time in a way. Like, it's been probably I guess right. twenty years since they won a title, but Lions never been good. The Michigan been there, but not really. And they still spent it negatively. Well, here's here's, here's <laughs> it's the, unbelievable. Here's the thing. Yeah. They, they like, just won just a na- that Michigan just won a national yeah. title. And the Lions have a chance to go to the NFC right. Championship game and host multiple home playoff yeah, games. Yeah, he should have laughed that, at has, me. He has didn't. That, I don't think that's ever happened in the Lions' history. You just made my point. Well, I guess my, I guess my <laughs> point is this. Territory. Who cares about the, the Detroit Pistons? Who cares about the Pistons? Like, it doesn't no, matter. No, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But he just spun it all negatively of like, oh, we're not used to this. So, anyway, Lions minus six and a half. That's the play. 
Chiefs at Bills. Bills favored by two and a half. Give me the Chiefs. Me too. Give me the Chiefs. It's Pat Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. A turnover machine waiting to happen in Josh Allen. And Joe Fortenbaugh brought up an interesting point. The rest disparity because the game that was originally scheduled for Sunday got postponed to Monday due to snow in the Orchard Park area. The Chiefs now have a two-day rest advantage on the Buffalo Bills. So, yeah, give me the Kansas City Chiefs, and I ain't going to turn down nothing but my collar, so thank you for the three points. I, I think the Chiefs win outright. I totally agree with you, but Smalls is the one who's gotten every single Chiefs big game right this year. So, Javante, what did she say? She said that the Bills will win and cover because she hasn't believed in the Chiefs all year. So what do we do on this? Well, we're we're going with the Chiefs. We're going with the Chiefs. We're going with the Chiefs. Fade, fade that. Thank you, Pat Costello. We appreciate it. You're actually picking the Chiefs too, so you're not fading it. No, not anymore. I changed my pick because you, you're you've changed the your pick. Your yeah. playoff Pat is going with the the Bills now. Yep. You want to pick the Chiefs? Okay, cool. All right. All right so as start. a show, we are going with the Ravens minus nine and a half, the Niners minus nine and a half, the Lions minus six and a half, and the Chiefs plus two and a half in this divisional. It's, weekend is, is it plus two and a half or plus three? I have it here plus two and a half. Plus looked, two and a half. But okay. I looked at ESPN bet and it said three, so I'm it not says sure. three. Oh. Well, the email when it when the when the email was sent out yesterday was plus two and a half, and that's what you go with. So we go with we voluntarily go with outdated lines, is what you're saying. Hey, because it's <laughs> we're trying to keep this. Sh- no, it's got to be consistent across yeah. all shows. Yeah. So if they if if game that I picked last night or whatever it is, like yes, absolutely correct. All right, coming up, Canty's best bet, which is not a good bet, and our most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. I think we're gonna go back to college. We'll explain next. It's unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. He survived a terrible, terrible moment in our history. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. That was terrible. It was not a great look. 
It's amazing what's happened here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Lo and Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. To take you behind the curtain, sometimes in radio you do like a split segment. Half of it is for one topic, the other half of it is for another topic. That right? is correct. Right. So this has become what was supposed to be a quote-unquote split segment. Half of it is Canny's best pet. The other half is the unsportsmanlike moment, something funny, something different, quirky, maybe a replay of something we've done stupid during the course of the show. Yeah. It's now the same thing because your best bet has now fit under the unsportsmanlike umbrella. Yeah. Because your picks have been so bad. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. We're, we're fading my picks now, right? right. That, because I'm so cold, I hadn't hit a best bet of the night in 2024. So this is the third week of doing shows in 2024. I haven't hit one yet. Now, here's what you can do. Right. You can fade it because I've been incredibly consistent at being wrong if you go against what I'm giving you as the bet best bet then you're probably going to come out on the winning side of it so we started this strategy on Wednesday night and what do you know we're two or three when it comes to the plays of the night last night I was going with the Knicks winning by 12 and a half points or more over the Wizards and Jalen Brunson being under 29 and a half points Jalen Brunson, of course, goes off for 41 points, but it's closer than comfort for the Knicks fans. They don't cover the 12.5-point spread. So, again, if you faded me last night, you made some money. I am encouraging you to fade me because my picks are now becoming the kiss of death. You know how Mike Greenberg on Greeny Radio Show that follows us does a KOD? Well, my best bet is the KOD officially. So, fade the pick. So, I'm giving you what I think will win, which it most certainly will not. So bet against it and you'll make money. So here we go. My play of the night this weekend, NFL playoffs. I'm going with the Chiefs getting three points because right now on ESPN, the ESPN bet, the line is three. So the Chiefs plus three. We're going with Baker Mayfield over 256 and a half passing yards against the Lions and the team point total for Packers 49ers to go over 50 and a half points. So again, Kansas City Chiefs plus three, Baker over 256 and a half passing yards, and Packers 49ers to go over 50 and a half points. That pays out at plus 554. So that's a lot of juice on that one. So what I'm saying is that is my best bet of the night for the weekend. Fade it. Absolutely fade it because I've been awful with my picks. For those who don't know what fading means, bet against is what he's saying yeah. to you. Uh, all right, unsportsmanlike moment. I mean, this is one of the easiest picks ever for unsportsmanlike moment. I will read you David Hale, ESPN.com. I'm just going to read you straight from the website here because it is amazing. University of Miami tight end Cam McCormick said Thursday that he would return to play for the Hurricanes in 2024, (laughs) his ninth season of college football. McCormick, who began his career at Oregon in 2016, missed significant parts of four different seasons due to injury. All right, that obviously stinks. Which, along with his redshirt year and the COVID year of 2020, allowed him to petition to the NCAA for an unprecedented ninth season of eligibility. Just to put this in perspective, okay? Mm. He was part of the same recruiting class as Jalen Hurts. (laughs) He was part of the same recruiting class at Oregon as Justin Herbert. He's in his ninth year at college. So, I want to know from everybody on this show, is this the greatest story ever or move on already? Like, if you had an opportunity to go to college... (laughs) For nine years. Now, you may be different, CC, because you played in the NFL, right? If we're going to say at this point it seems like Cam McCormick that may not have the ability to play in the NFL yet because if he did, why wouldn't he just go and get drafted and play football there? 
But everyday people, if they could go nine years to college, would you do that? Oh, I'll say, yeah, sign me up for that. Like, I could have went to the NFL after my junior year. I decided to go back to college because I, I, I was living the dream, man. It was absolutely awesome. You got all the real-world freedom without the real-world responsibility. You ain't got to worry about taxes. You ain't got to worry about bills. Everything is paid for. College is awesome. Wait, go, go back to one thing. What round do you think you would have been drafted if you, uh, if you dr- went out after your junior year? Uh, yeah, I probably would have got drafted higher because I didn't have didn't the knee injury. Yeah. yeah, I had a torn ACL, LCL, and PCL coming out of college. Not great for your prospects of getting drafted high in the NFL. Yeah. Nuno, Pat Javante, would you go to nine years of college if you could? Don't all answer at once. They actually <laughs> made a ready. movie yeah, about it. Like, <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield made a movie about it. Back to school. College is awesome. It is awesome. Think about this. I barely I, got through four years. But here's the crazy part, though. I'm just sitting here thinking about it. A nine-year college career. Yeah. Two of our teammates at ESPN, Harry Douglas and Marcus Spears, both had outstanding NFL careers. Both of them were in the NFL for nine years. This guy's college career is as long as those guys' NFL career. That is insane. I don't know that I could do it. No, that sounds rough. Nine years at college? At some point, don't you want to move on into like the professional world? No, because the, the student body is turning over. And it, there's, there's a fresh crop of students coming in every single year. <laughs> so you know what? You know what you realize based what on you, this? What are you talking about? CC just lives in a different world this than the rest great. of us do. Yeah, this just, is great. You know what? I the tried scenery, to make the this. scenery changes every year. <laughs> what do you mean? Why would I leave? I tried to make this as, as realistic and relatable as possible. You realize something. With a guy that's six foot eight, 350 pounds, who played in the NFL, who had the high-profile a career that he had and still has, he can't relate to the rest of us schlubs that are doing this. Like, no, no, you just went to the same place I went to. Of like, I don't know if I could have done this for nine years. Well, yeah, and I brought up during the pre-show, like, yeah, hey, don't you feel a little, you start getting a little too old, like you got to start dating, like, the professors or the TAs, and, and you're like, whoa, and then Canty goes. It's called where, grad students, Nuno. <laughs> All right, grad students, there you go. And there, and there's more of them that come in every year, too. I love, I love I'm the in Canty. Great, I'm in great shape. I, I love what the do you mean? The Canty humble brag was like, yeah, I, I didn't fill out any application. When we had talked about college anyway, right, earlier during one of the breaks, and uh, someone mentioned how they, you know, applied for eight schools, only got into seven, and it was just like, Cantor's like, yeah, I don't remember applying for school. You I'm didn't like, even have yep. to apply? You don't have to fill out anything? I'm sure I did, but I mean, I'm, li- like hearing, did it for I'm you hearing how they're changing all of the rules around college applications and whether or not they're taking SAT scores, ACT scores, more emphasis on the, on the essay that you write. I'm like... You had to write an essay to go to college? I, don't I, didn't, know. I, didn't, know, I, I didn't know that I that know. was a thing. I don't even know because Javante calls you out all the time for humble brags. I don't even know that this is a humble brag. I think he was so real. He doesn't even know what this process was like for everyday people. Like you're oblivious to all of the regular stuff. Hey, can you play football? Hey, do you have a thousand on your SAT? Cool. You can come to school. I can't even struggle filling out the FAFSA forms. Hey, listen. I, the FATSO I, forms? What did you FAFSA. Maybe he did. He has FATSA. 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 Financial I, aid forms. I, I, didn't, I didn't get any. Yeah, I didn't get any. Anyway, so anyway, all I'm simply saying is I don't know what that's about. 
Well, I mean, you know, I graduated from college. I got a degree. But you love this guy. This guy, Cam McCormick, I love this your guy. guy. He's Once your you, guy listen, now. Listen, nine years, you got the place wired. You got it all figured out. You know all the angles. You can maximize your college experience. That's the part that sucked about having to graduate. Once I finally figured out the University of Virginia, they kicked me out of school. I had to go somewhere else. Greeny coming up Just next. Saying. We are on to Monday on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.